Hey everybody, welcome to TIW Podcast. I'm Eric, and today I watched WWE SmackDown Live, episode 1035, and 205 Live, episode 134. I also went and saw Men in Black International. I saw it on IMAX, and I'm really glad that I got to see it on a big, really big screen, um, because I, I enjoy it. I thought it was really fun. Um really funny really silly lots of cool alien stuff um i love the action scenes um and yeah i feel like anybody who goes to see this movie who doesn't enjoy it probably didn't want to go see this movie in the first place like i think anybody who wants to see this movie is going to have a great time like go check out the trailer it is really representative of what the movie is so um yeah i I don't know. I I kind of feel like like all the bad reviews and stuff like that. I try to ignore all reviews before I go see a movie anyway, but I feel like it's it's really not warranted. It's 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 a movie about it's a silly movie about aliens and fighting aliens and I don't know what the people who don't like it were really expecting when they went to go see it. I don't know um i just want to go see it to not like it i guess which uh unfortunately is the case a lot of times so i recommend it if you if you like the other men in black movies um i feel like it's i had as good of a time as i i did when i saw those movies um um let me just go through real quick who is in this movie i got sidetracked by the um looking up some stuff about roswell uh, not like conspiracy and stuff of the the tv show um the new roswell new mexico tv show i was i couldn't remember it's been so long since i watched the original tv show um and since it does take place like 10 years after the events of that tv show i was like is this but i guess it was was 20 years later from when the, the the original tv show is anyway um i thought maybe it was all the same actors and stuff but it is not it is an actual it got, what got me thinking about this was because a lot of the the little snippets on rotten tomatoes i was just curious like why some of these critics hated it um because it has a 24 percent from the critic stores on rotten tomatoes men in black and international does and a lot of them cite the uh, it being they, they they're calling it a reboot, and it is not a reboot. It ha- is in continuity with the other Men in Black movies because it takes place in um, it takes place in it outside of the United States, and I can't remember all the. I, I can't remember a lot about Men in Black 3, but we see a painting of commemorating one of the events that happened uh, with Will Smith and um, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. He, there, there's like a painting of them. So it is in continuity with the other movies. It's not a, it's not a reboot. So I, people throw around the word reboot a lot. So that got me thinking, is Roswell the same? Is it in continuity with the other show? Or is it uh, a new rendition of it? And as it turns out, 
I didn't remember a lot about the original show at all. In fact, I I think I may have only watched the first two seasons of the three seasons. But um yeah, Roswell is Roswell, New Mexico is a new adaptation of the Roswell High books. And um I think it's putting it 10 years after they were in high school, I think was a really good um uh it works really. It works really well because they can do a lot more adult stuff, and they don't have to really worry about that. Kind of, they still have flashbacks of when they were in high school, but now they have like actual jobs. Like Max is a is a, is a policeman, and um, all that plays into the the drama of all the story and all that. So I I talked a little bit about Roswell before, and this also does have to do with Men in Black because of the Roswell. Is <laughs> a Roswell incident is what. Uh, started the whole men in black thing um in in universe that's the reason for them starting the men in black organization and all that and so it does tie in together with that and if there was crossover with that that would be interesting but um men in black is way more silly than roswell new mexico the tv show Uh, i didn't even realize i'm like talking about the reboot connection and calling it reboot when it's not or if it is and i totally spaced out <laughs> totally spaced out that um it's the whole alien things it has a lot more in common than i thought but anyway um i really enjoyed chris hemsworth and tessa thompson um our two main characters we also had emma thompson um as agent O. she's the uh head of the um new york office and then liam neeson high t he is the um head of the uk office um or london office or whatever they called it um there's some some uh other cool people there's a, a a set of twins who play um some important characters and i thought they were pretty cool um they didn't they never really talk maybe they did talk something but all like the action sequences involving them were were, were pretty cool um and then kumail ninjani plays Pawnee who is uh, a little alien who is uh, part of like a chess set. And it it makes sense in the movie. He, but you see him in the trailers. He's he's like a little, little quirky little little guy wearing a, a, a like armor like he was part of a chess set because he was part of a chess set. But anyway, um, yeah, I liked it. I, I liked it. It was directed by, what was the name of the director? um it's a guy i'm not familiar with um f gary gray um let's see what else has he worked on he has um oh he directed fate of the furious i do not know that and i also don't think i've actually seen that um and law abiding citizen and straight out of compton um law abiding citizen oh yeah 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 yeah. that was a good one that was a good one um so yeah i i enjoy it i recommend it uh if you if you like aliens if you like silly shows silly movies it's it's fun like yeah yeah all right i'm just annoyed that people don't like it or they or I feel like people went to see it knowing that they wouldn't like it, and then it's just a self fulfilling thing. Like if, you, like don't go see, go don't go see a movie if you don't think you're gonna like it. Like just don't go see it. 
if it because you're going to be in the mindset of like oh this is stupid i want to see this and then you're just looking for all the stupid stuff like that's like the wrong way to watch anything so speaking of that let's talk about smackdown and 205 live which i always try to go into like there's going to be something that i'm going to really enjoy about this i'm going to look for that stuff that i enjoy um and i think that's uh even more so the attitude to uh when going when watching wrestling or just in general um but i did i did like this episode of smackdown is uh these were both aired on june 18th 2019 uh we open up with the new day and dolph saying some stuff and then our our match of xavier woods versus dolph dolph lundgren dolph ziggler um ziggler won the match um but biggie and uh oh what happened did they get like everybody got thrown out from ringside again? I don't remember. There's a lot of stuff that was kind of repeated from Raw last night, which I, yes, that's a that can be a criticism that there's a lot of repeats of, but it was like I don't know. It it felt more like an alternate universe, like like deja vu type of thing, rather than because there are different elements in there. Because we ended up with a lot of tag team matches, um, elimination tag team matches, and two out of three falls tag team matches, which is weird. I don't know why that was even necessary. For both instances of it, there were only two falls, and they were by the same team. It was, I, I feel like it was pretty unnecessary to have it be two out of three falls. It could have just been one fall, and then the first fall just doesn't happen. They just kick out of that one. And then they have the actual ending that they ended up having anyway. So I don't, I don't really get that if they weren't, if neither of those was going to have the opposing team score a pinfall out of the two out of three pinfalls. I don't, I don't know. That, like, it, just having that happen once, you know, okay. Also, it, it happened right before commercial break. I, I, I know I just said I tried to look for something to be positive about all that, but I, I, I got it. It's on my mind. Gotta say it. They they score the first first pinfall right before a commercial break, and then they start the match like the the match keeps going after they come back from commercial break. They did that in both instances, which was I don't know what happened in the arena during that time. Did they was there a, a practical reason for that? I don't know. Um, Shelton and the B team and Matt Hardy are all trying to talk to Baron Corbin to get an opportunity to be their the special guest referee. And I tweeted at Corbin and I said, Hey, you should ask because, uh, later on, uh, we had a match between heavy machinery and the B team, uh, heavy machinery won. Um, Daniel was talking about how he would take, take advantage of Otis while he was pumping his hips. So, um, you know, taking off context that that doesn't sound too, um <laughs> that doesn't sound too uh pg but um after the match seth attacked the b team because they were talking to corbin earlier and so i i tweeted at corbin that um he should ask seth rollins to be the special guest referee and then uh then seth would have no choice but to attack himself with a chair um but he he didn't he didn't reply he didn't reply or anything, um, but so maybe that's exactly what he's gonna do. He doesn't want to give me credit for it. It's exactly what's gonna happen. But what I really hope actually does happen with that 
is that um, Brock Lesnar ends up because Paul Heyman was insistent that he did, was not interested in being the referee and like so Seth don't stay away from him but um I think it would be pretty great if Brock Lesnar was a special ref the guest referee and during the match he cashed in the contract to himself because he'd be the referee and then would count his own pinfall um defeating Seth and, and getting the championship I don't know I that's what I kind of hope happens. It would be totally super weird, but it would be something we'd never seen before. Somebody counting their own, like oh, everything about that. Uh, we've never seen any of that before. So maybe, maybe we'll see. That's why, that's why I want to see it. Even though it's totally weird and, and dumb, but that's, that's what's fun sometimes. Um, we had Bailey appear on a Monoma of Bliss. Uh, Bailey has stolen Alexa's coffee. Uh, Alexa's wanted to get her coffee before the, the interview began, the show began, but, uh, Bailey brings it out and just drinks it herself. Um, Alexa, uh, they go back and forth and all of that. The, the main thing that I took away from what Alexa was saying was that she's saying that she's not entitled. She's just better than Bailey. And uh, ba- ba- this is after Bailey Carter, an entitled princess, not a goddess. Uh, Apollo backstage is looking for Andrade. He's, he's talking to Zelina Vega, and she's k- kind of being goofy about it. And <laughs> I she, she wasn't like being wacky or anything, but uh, you know she wasn't taking Apollo seriously, and she's like kind of being a distraction because Andrade attacked Apollo and. <laughs> Selena goes, oh, there he is. And then we see Gable in the background taking notes. What is Gable taking notes about? I hope this pays off. Uh, I don't know if it ever will, but uh, this is two weeks in a row that he's been taking notes there on SmackDown Live. Um, he did not appear on 205 Live later in the night, but he was talked about and that and shown the replay of the match between him and Jack Gallagher from last week. Um which uh, was not the intended finish, as it turns out. Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious that <laughs> that went wrong. But um, we've got to get a rematch because that, that match was, was fantastic um, up until that point. Even to, even including that point, it wasn't the, it, that really wasn't that bad of an ending. It was just like you could tell that there was going to be more. There was going to be more happening. But... Um, like I said, we had Heavy, Heavy Machinery versus B-Team. I talked about that already. Um, Shane and friends come out. The Miz comes out. It turns the, this into a tag team match. Miz um, versus Drew and Elias. Miz gets a, has 10 seconds to find an opponent. And R-Truth happens to be underneath the ring. And he tries to, to make his way out of the arena. But the Miz is like, wait, wait, wait. You can be my partner. And so uh, this was, for some reason, an elimination tag team uh, match, which, when you think about it, is kind of, it's not entirely different. It is different from a two out of three falls match, but it ends up being kind of the same because you still have to score two pinfalls um, on, uh, one of the teams has to get two pinfalls to win. 
Um, so our truth was eliminated and he's immediately chased by everyone coming out from the, the locker room, um, for that 24 seven championship. And then the Miz was eliminated after getting hit with a claymore by, uh, Drew McIntyre. And then he was hit by a claymore again and again with some help from Shane McMahon holding him up to be hit by it. Um, so uh yeah drew you're not you're not nice this week you're very not nice um i it's i'd say even less well okay i think it's a toss-up drew and seth are both being very mean to a lot of people um and seth i feel like is even less justified to be mean to these people than than drew mcintyre and i would argue that seth is in fact more of a jerk this week so there you go i said it um ember moon is on the hunt for manny and sonya backstage who are there eating donuts and ember knocks the donut the whole box of donuts out like flings it across the room out of their hands and uh beats the crap out of them well tries to beat the crap so she beats the crap out of mandy at first just like totally waxer and then um sonia fights back and um yeah it was was a pretty good uh scuffle there um the replay of firefly flanhouse something i forgot to mention is that is that bray is like oh you believe everything your parents say they they told you the earth is round didn't they and then x across the the round earth and he's like they then your teachers probably said the dinosaurs are extinct i don't think so <laughs> and um i can't I, I totally forgot about that when I, uh you know, after raw it's like wow that is that those are some um bold claims to be presenting to children and uh i enjoy it also i realized that all the radio tuning in was all the different versions like different versions of the muscle man dance song and that that is pretty cool and i hope it uses like one of the i hope the muscle man dance song not the firefly funhouse song i hope the muscle man dance song is the actual music that he uses for his entrances even though his regular entrance music his uh his previous entrance music is one of my favorites of like anybody um and the whole entrance is like super cool but we don't have the lantern thing but it's still it's still firefly themed so maybe we will get maybe he will just use the same music i don't know i think i think we're gonna see him soon it would make sense for him to return either after well it could be at stomping ground but uh either at stomping ground or after stomping ground because then we have the build up towards extreme rules and bray wyatt could be could be well suited to some type of extreme rules match so we'll see how that turns out um so outside the arena uh r-truth is uh trying to find his uber to to get going to the to the airport or wherever and um his uber driver is one of the referees and uh carmella is there waving r-truth to come over to the car and it turns out it is not carmella it is drake maverick he gets the jump on r-truth and pins him the the referee 
slash Uber driver uh, counts the uh, counts the pinfall, and Drake Maverick wins the championship, twenty four seven championship, and and jumps in the car and drives away, effectively stealing that referee's vehicle. So uh, not only is he a champion, but he is now a felon, the twenty four seven felon. Um, but, uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty great. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> the, the, his, his persistence has paid off, but then he was completely absent from 205 live later in the evening. But we'll get back to that. They, like everybody was talking about like what Drake Maverick is, has lost it, but he also won it, but he's lost it. And he's not even here. All the things are descending into chaos and all of that. Um, speaking of this ending to chaos, then our, our main event, Sammy and Kevin versus Kofi and Seth. I was rooting for the team of S and K or the team of K and S. I should have said those in the same order. So I wouldn't have to transpose those, but, um, yeah, this is a two out of threes tag team match. Two out of three falls tag team match, which, um, when did they make that match? They they made that match like after the beginning of the show. I I don't remember exactly, but um oh it was out outside. Um, Sammy and Kevin approached Shane McMahon. They were like, "Seth is a madman. He's he's such a he's a ba- he's a bad man, and a madman." Um, so they made this match for the main event. Uh, the first fall happened in about ten seconds. Uh, like right after the 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 bell ring. Uh, Kofi hits Sammy with a trouble in paradise and gets the first fall of the match. And then we go to commercial, um, during the, the last segment of the show, which is entirely made up of, of this match. Um, we see Paul Heyman in the back watching. And of course the, the, the suspense of whether or not Brock is actually there and he could be looking for the opportune time for him to go out there, take advantage of what was going on. But Kofi and Seth did so well in this match that there was not really a time when the, uh, Seth was v- super vulnerable. Um, so it, it wouldn't have made sense for Brock to go cash in yet. Um, the second fall happened um, when Seth hit Kevin with a stomp. There was some good stuff throughout this match. I don't remember any specifics really um yeah i didn't i didn't take notes this was um um no i did i i watched i was, I was just watching this on a, on a regular tv while sitting in a chair but i didn't take like extensive notes of like beat by beat throughout the matches actually i took i took a lot of notes for 205 live now that i think about it um so let's move on to 205 live we 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 ended this night with kofi and seth standing there with their championships um victorious and paul Heyman in the back watching both of those champions and maybe he's getting thoughts on a, a cash-in happening against uh kofi kingston hmm that'd be interesting i i kind of wish i could go to stomping grounds um i think it's going to be a pretty interesting pay-per-view um i know there's a lot of rematches and stuff like that but there's also a lot of like completely different new stuff that I think is going to be really interesting as well. Um, also, uh, we had a backstage uh, confrontation between the Iconics and the Kabuki Warriors, uh, along with their manager, Paige. And um, we're going to get them. Uh, I wonder if they'll show show us highlights of this match, at least, of um, 
from WWE Tokyo that they're going to have a match there against the icon, a non-title match. But if they win, then they'll get a title match um, at some point after that. So uh, I'm, obviously they're going to beat the Iconics and they're going to get earn that that title match. And hopefully we get to see. Hopefully I get to see that at. I am going to Extreme Rules, so I hope that they hold off doing that match. And I know it sounds dumb saying like, oh, I hope I hope they hold off doing another championship match for another month but i do hope they hold off on that one because i want to be there in person to see that particular match so i hope it is on a pay-per-view and they do wait till the pay-per-view and it's at the pay-per-view that i'm going to be at yes um moving on to 205 live of sub 134 um is drake maverick in a pre-taped thing obviously because <laughs> he wasn't there live doing this he was off he was driving on the roads of of uh he's probably in the death valley by by then or at the airport he's probably more likely just going to the airport so he could fly home or if he lives does he live in los angeles i don't know um all right i've got the white the wires are crossing and clicking and buzzing and stuff like that i'm sorry about that um what is making that I don't know. Is it? I don't know why it's doing that. It's weird. Let's see. Maybe this will help. It's the um, the USB cable. The lightning cable is like when it crosses itself. I feel like it does that. Now it stopped. But it was like when it was like down below. Maybe it's the static. Maybe it's static from the the blanket on the chair I'm sitting on. I don't know. Anyway, um, Drake Maverick announced uh, that we had the whole thing with Akira and Drew both being announced the winners by different referees because they both thought they were pinning the other. And so Drake says, "Well, okay, then both of you win." And so it'll be a triple threat at Stomping Grounds. This is another match that I wish that I could be there to see in person. Um, uh, but uh, it, yeah, is this will be this will be a really good one. Akira Tozawa versus Drew, Drew Gulak versus um, the champion Tony Nice. That's going to be killer uh, tonight. Uh, Vic Vic Joseph is not um, present. So we have the commentary team of Tom, Nigel, and Aiden. Uh, Nigel is pretty pretty mad about Drake just leaving <laughs> uh, during the opening and throughout the night. Everybody everybody mentions it. It comes up a lot, and I think that's pretty fair. I think it's fair that it's being brought up a lot. It's uh, something they need, need to talk about. Um, maybe he can now actually focus on it. Maybe if somebody pins him, he can then be like, okay, I, I held the championship. I can calm down for a while. I, I don't have to be obsessed about it anymore because I am on that list of champions now. Hopefully. And they can focus back on 205 Live. Um, we have the Singh Brothers versus Metallic, Grand Metallic, and Lince Dorado. Um, uh, so Nigel calls him Linda. And Tom, it was, it's Lince. And um, Aiden English goes, yeah, he knows. 
he just he 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 calls he calls people he doesn't like by silly names. Um, so I really like that interaction. Like, just that the one chain with Tom being there that he's not like used to being around these guys. Um, I really like that dynamic on this episode that Tom is like trying to be like, like he wasn't really being really, really serious, but like him being on the outside of these, like not knowing that, Oh, Nigel's just like that, (laughs) that kind of thing. I really enjoyed about this episode. Um, the Singh brothers won somehow it was, uh, it, it was something involving their, um, uh, Penelope that thing things went wrong uh by the way I don't think I talked about that at, at Wrestlemania access I didn't get my picture with the Lucha House Party but when I, when I got my pictures I would take off my glasses and so I did not pay I I was not looking at my feet I was looking at them as I was approaching them and I d- didn't realize that they had the pinatas there on the floor with them and I totally knocked them over, and um, yeah, it was it was a little bit awkward, but um, you know, it was it was still fun to meet them. And I think I had met I, I think I met them at Royal Rumble also, um, got pictures with them there. But um, it, and that might have been why I don't think they had, or maybe they were already holding them. I don't know, but um, yeah. I just thought I mentioned that because the the those pinatas can be a problem sometimes, especially if you're not wearing your glasses and you can't and you're not uh, knowing to look at your feet uh, to see what you're stepping on. I wasn't expecting to, to 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 knock into things with my feet at any point during the entire weekend. Um, that was the only time that that happened. Anyway, um, backstage or I guess Noam Dar was supposedly supposed to be somewhere else. I I actually kind of wasn't paying attention. I was so distracted by how dark the shot was. I'm like, do they not have lights in that room? What is going on here? But uh, Kendrick comes in. He's like, oh, I got to get my private jet to go to the <laughs> pointing out that Noam Dar was not actually wherever he was saying he was. So that was pretty funny. Um, we had Kendrick, Brian, the Brian Kendrick versus Russ Taylor. Um, I believe Taylor was um, one of the team members of the team that got beaten by Viking Raiders last night. Um, but the Brian Kendrick wins via sliced bread, of course. And then we have the killer match of Oni Lorcan versus Arya Daivari. Um, Daivari is disqualified when he <laughs> just like kind of out of nowhere just grabs a chair. It, it, it seemed like kind of instinct like grabs a chair real quick and just jabs him with it and that ends the match uh only lurkin wins via disqualification um but man this match was awesome and the camera work um i didn't really notice it earlier in the episode but during this match i really noticed that the camera they were doing i didn't know no actually i did notice it earlier on because um yeah lots of shot they were not using the wide shots um from the camera that's up in in the risers they were using the jib a lot as the as the master shot and i thought that was really interesting and it it gave it a different look a different feel and 
there's all kinds of different camera work from the other cameras that um, made it feel a lot different than uh, than Raw and SmackDown and 205 usually do. And um, I did talk about the camera work on um, uh, during the Gulak versus Kushida match last week on NXT that I got kind of similar vibes from that as well. And um, yeah, it was it was really cool there is one particular okay i had to go i missed it when uh i was watching it the first time so i actually went back and watched a lot of the match again and just to appreciate the the camera work more um but when uh he goes for that persian lion splash Ari davari does the 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 jib is up behind him looking down over his shoulder at oni lorkin down on the mat that mat that that's shot was fantastic and then also they're having a back and forth strike uh strikes going back and forth and uh camera was uh you know just tracking around the ring just smoothly all the way around the ring that was awesome and um i loved seeing like stuff like that it was so different we still there was still some shaking cams in moments but because it wasn't like during that slap fest, it was like, wah, wah, wah. that's the sound the camera would make if it was, if it had a voice, you're like, why are you moving me around? And wah. But, um, it, it, it didn't happen during that, that strike fest that's striking back and forth. Um, it did happen. And like in the out on the outside of the ring, when they're go, uh, going out by the announcer's table. Um, and that made more sense for it to happen in that, type of instance and i hope they continue doing this kind of thing i thought it worked really well um so yeah and then i went on to the, the, the 205 live discussion thread on reddit and it's like half the comments if not more than half the comments were about the camera work and everybody was liking most everybody was liking it like early earlier on in the thread like one of the in within the first like 10 comments of the, of, of the reddit thread um somebody was like are the cameras okay i don't think they've used the main camera at all and that's like a completely different reaction of what i had was like oh wow they're not using the main camera they're using the jib as the master shop that is different and cool so yeah i like everything i think uh some people may not like it as much um and if you're like me then you you like that camera work a a lot so i i hope they continue trying new stuff like that and integrating more of that into um into these type of shows and i want i wonder if it's more possible to do that when there isn't as much audience on that side because they're not worried about the jib being in the way of everyone that kind of thing like if there's nobody on the side of the camera then they don't have to worry about obscuring audience audience's view and that's kind of a benefit of not completely selling out the show that kind of thing i i don't know but then again they're not really worried about that in a lot of cases as um as we see a lot of times at the really big shows it's like well we're sold out there's nowhere that you can move that you're not gonna have an obstructed view from the pillars or the bright lights shining in her face all that kind of stuff it's it, it it's pretty much is what it is so but not having to worry about like the the 20 people are behind there like that could be moved 
um, like if they if there's just not people over there to be blocking with those cameras, and it works out really well. I think I don't know. Um, maybe they were full on that side also, but th- this show is at the Toyota uh, Toyota Arena in Ontario, uh, which I was just down the street from a couple of weeks ago. And uh, I kind of wish I could have gone out to to be at these shows, but there's just too much travel this week already anyway. Um, After this, we had promos from um, the title match participants. um, And all three promos are really good, but we call... We end with Drew Gulak saying, you can call me cold, etc., etc. All these different adjectives. I didn't write down the whole quote. But on Sunday, you will call me champion. And that was so badass. And I really want Drew Gulak to win now. Um, even though his, his, hair kind of, his hair is kind of goofy now. But that that's fine. <laughs> what a stupid thing to, to even make a comment about. It, it, it's, it, his hair is just kind of goofy, in my opinion. But, you know, that's... <laughs> so is my own hair so it's fine um so uh oh yeah i was gonna talk about uh predictions for stomping grounds um so i may as well do that right now i'm um, gonna look it up first stomping grounds stomping grounds wwe stomping grounds tacoma tacoma washington where's the wikipedia page I don't like going to um, like Bleacher Report and stuff like that because it it um, it's like uh, you know it, it, every puts every, I mean if you're listening to this podcast you're getting my spin on things but when I, I I just want the information so I can put my own spin on it and I'm not seeing the spin of other people on there as well so we have nine matches announced um don't know which which of these will be on the kickoff um i think maybe it it would be the new day versus uh sammy and kevin um that would make sense to be on the kickoff but uh just going out i'm going in the order that it is on the wikipedia page uh bailey versus alexa bliss singles match for the wwe smackdown women's championship um I kind of want Alexa to win, but uh, that would mean that she would move to SmackDown, which kind of doesn't really matter right now. But um, then we, uh, but then that would mean the thing with Nikki Cross that would have to change or contain or not or stop. I don't know, but um, I think it would be cool if Alexa Bliss won. But it would also be cool if Bailey won. And uh, but I'm I'm rooting for Alexa Bliss, but I'm I'm expecting bailey to to win yeah i'm just gonna go both ways on all of these matches uh roman reigns versus drew mcintyre a singles match uh roman's gonna win i think i think maybe i guess i'll root for roman to win um because drew mcintyre has just been a for for what drew mcintyre did to heath slater on monday um i want roman reigns to win um just for that not because of all the other stuff that they've done to Roman, just because of what Drew did to Heath. Um, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Uh, Becky's going to win that. She's got to win that. 
uh seth rollins versus baron corbin uh like like i said uh uh brock it really depends on who is the who's the special referee uh but i think if brock lesnar is a special guest referee uh, that this could be amazing and i want that to happen uh but if not i think seth rollins wins he retains against baron corbin uh i think the cat the cash in has got to be happening it's got to happen after this match in some however it happens it's got it's got to happen it's got i don't know maybe not maybe we'll just get teased even more even more we'll see uh kofi kingston i think will absolutely defeat dolph ziggler in a steel cage match and remain the champion uh samoa joe versus ricochet singles match for the united states championship oh this is a tough one this is a tough one um, I would love to see Ricochet win this, um, but Samoa Joe—it's—it's it's been so long. He—he he gets beaten so much lately that he's got to have a definitive win, a definitive championship defense. I mean, he doesn't even have the championship because he won it. He has a championship because Ray gave it back to him after Ray had won it, won it himself. So. And it was kind of, it was an iffy win anyway, but still, I think Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe needs a successful championship defense here. Uh, But this match is going to be great anyway, because it's Samoa Joe and Ricochet. I mean, come on. Uh, We have the tag team match, New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Um, New Day is going to win that. I think, or it's going to be like some type of disqualification, probably. Actually, that now that I think of it, there's going to be some some type of funny business. It's going to be a disqualification, the chairs involved, or maybe some type of uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm going disqualification victory to New Day because Kevin and Sammy do something something untoward. I've never used that word before in my life, and I don't think I use it correctly, or maybe I did. I don't know. I will never use it again, though. I d- it, it does not. Um, I did not enjoy saying that word. Uh, that sounds. That's a weird way to say what I what I mean. It it doesn't feel like a word that I would say usually. So I'm not going to say it again, ever, ever. It's it's just untoward. <laughs> um, never again. Now two is too two is too many. Uh, two is too too many. Uh, Tony Nese and uh, Kirchizawa and Drew Gulak. Uh, Drew Gulak. I'm 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 rooting for Drew to win, but that match is going to be ridiculous, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Danny Bryan and Rowan versus Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker. Um, so we don't have a Raw Tag Team Championship match, but we do have the SmackDown Tag Team Championship match. Um. Uh, so Daniel Bryan, he was, he was really talking a lot. He was on commentary during their match um, on, on SmackDown this week. And he's saying how they're they're just being silly. They're not taking things seriously. They could be uh, serious competitors if they weren't just, like, gyrating their hips and stuff like that. Um, and then when they hit their finisher, the compactor, which I've talked about recently being very impressed by that, and it's, like, the perfect finisher – um for those particular two people um daniel bryan was like oh now see this is what we have to worry about like this is when things get serious and that 
and he it gave me the impression that Daniel was actually worried about if they actually were able to um, hit them with the, the compactor, as opposed to things like the caterpillar and other silliness. Uh, the compactor is a uh, is a legit uh, match winning move for sure. It's it's won every single match that they've used it in. Nobody's kicking out of that. Um, although I guess they could uh, if they hit it on Daniel Bryan. Um, if Rowan is still in action, like he could break up the pin. And that could be how they avoid that. But I think Dan O'Brien and Rowan are going to retain the championships um, at Stomping Ground. So it's a good Stomping Grounds. And uh, Seth Rollins, he's he's got it. That's got to be the main event because he has the stomp, and he has, he owns a coffee shop. So, like, this entire show is, like, named for him. And why isn't his, his coffee shop called Stomping Grounds? That should be a drink that he has at his coffee shop after he wins and defend, and retains his championship. But not if he, if he loses it. To, to, especially if he loses it to Baron Corbin. But anyway okay those are my predictions and hopes for stomping grounds um this has been a very long episode wow um i'm headed over to see uh aladdin here in a few minutes um but i i also need to watch uh uh the amazing race last week's episode and then watch tonight's episode as it airs so um i will have two episodes of the amazing race reviews later on today um and then i'll uh i'll talk about nxt uk and nxt um later on probably probably tomorrow uh, since i'll be carless and so it doesn't make as much sense to go out and just go like see movies and stuff like that which I, maybe i might do that anyway but um that is all um for smackdown and 205 live and men in black let me know what you thought about all of those things by tweeting me at tiw podcast go to tiwpodcast.com for more reviews if you enjoyed this episode or anything else on the site please share some links with your friends subscribe on itunes stitcher spotify youtube wherever you like to listen and um I'll, I'll see you next time stay safe out there in all of the infinite multiverses this has been tiw podcast bye